Good evening and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Hunter Combs in the studio with a very special guest, Theo Dennis, uh, who's the Director of Partnership Development for OM Ships in South Africa. And he's been on the program a couple times before, and it's always been a real privilege to have you with us. So thanks for joining us tonight, Theo. Yeah, great, man. Thanks, Hunter, for having me um, again on this great program. Yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight. We're going to be discussing imp- impactful prayer and mission, and really just the, the role of prayer and mission, and how we see God at work in mission through prayer. And I think, um, but before we get into that, let's uh, just hear from you, maybe an update on the OM Ships Ministry and how things have been going uh, during this very unprecedented time we're living in, during lockdown and COVID and everything. How's, how has the ship ministry been uh, functioning or how's it, how's it been? Yes, uh, uh, thanks for asking, Hunter. Um, it's been a difficult time mm-hmm. uh, for the ministry. Uh, lots of adjustment, lots of um, kind of thinking on the ground kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, because it's unprecedented. We haven't been this way before. So uh, I need a lot of Holy Spirit creativity. <laughs> um, so the ship was stuck for like maybe four months in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, wow. Um, uh, we had about 400 crew on board. Uh, the crew were given options to stay or to go. Some mm. parents were kind of concerned, worried about their kids being halfway around the world. Yeah. You know, at an unprecedented time. So uh, we eventually were left with just over 200 people on board. Quite a lot of people had left right. um, and went home to the safety of their countries and, and their personal homes. So that um, in itself was a big adjustment for the ship because we still need to operate. Uh, people had their jobs and so um, you know, people had to cover for each other. But the big thing was that the bookshop was shut. Mm. Um, and uh, then a lot of people were free to get into other departments. Okay. So um, we did not, I mean, a huge part of why the ship exists is the uh, the bookshop ministry. Yeah, the book ministry. So, so we, with their clothes, it's almost... Yeah, we call it Deck 4 because mm. that is why we exist, the interaction between the people and us. And, you know, the, the whole theme or the whole vision of the ship is bringing knowledge, mm. help, and hope. Hmm. And the hope is our message. Yeah. Um, and so without interaction, uh, personal interaction, that was a challenge. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the ship had then moved from Kingston, Jamaica, and many, I mean, everybody was in lockdown. Hmm. Uh, they were in lockdown in Kingston, Jamaica, where they couldn't get off the ship for four months. Oh, my word. Uh, and so that ship, as big as it is, became a prison yeah, for a lot of imagine. people. So um, anyway, they then got a gap to move to Carasau, the a- Dutch K- ABC Islands, um, Carasau, and then uh, they stayed there and went to St. Vincent and then back to Carasau and had a dry dock probably about two months ago. Okay. And now as we speak, they're back in St. Vincent okay. uh, in the Grenadines. And what has happened is probably about three, four weeks ago, uh, St. Vincent had a huge uh, volcanic eruption. Oh, my word. And so the ship uh, went there um, probably two weeks ago on an emergency mission 
just to take food and water okay. and back to Kalislau to finish the dry dock and, and that kind of mm. thing. So wow. now it's, it's, it's in St. Vincent and um, we're finding creative ways of reaching the people. Uh, but just two or three days ago, they were actually given permission to actually go on land. So oh, wow. now the ministry is going to take on uh, and the bookshop would be opened okay. at, a, at a lower scale. Okay, so the bookshop just opened up again then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. So basically the whole ministry there has been put yeah. on halt. for. And a lot of the funding comes through the, the book sales. It works, yeah, of course. So that was put on hold for a year. So, um, yeah, that was a struggle, but God has been faithful. Hmm. You know, this is his ministry, and he funds it uh, through uh, his creative ways, and that has been an absolute blessing. Sure. Well, thanks for just giving us that update on the ships. Um, let's, uh, yeah, sort of shift gears now and talk a bit about what's on your heart about uh, prayer and mission, impactful prayer and mission. Would yeah. you just share that message you wanted to come to us with tonight? Yeah. Um, so leading from from the ship uh, ministry, uh, just in OM, just with the, the ship vision, uh, we have a vision to see uh, a million partners uh come alongside us, with us, to say we want to see um, a million uh, mobilizers, people excited about the vision of hmm. seeing vibrant communities of Jesus followers. That's our end vision. And then, of course, we want to raise a million prayer partners. Hmm. And that's what I'd like to focus on this evening, Hunter, is just uh, the power of uh, missional prayer. Hmm. Or uh, we can talk about the lack thereof, yeah. but the power uh, that uh, we have in uh, prayer partnership, hmm. just standing together. So, um, you know, a very famous uh, scripture is, of course, always Ephesians 6, um, verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Uh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Um, and Paul admonishes us, and he says, listen, you've got to put on the full armor of God, you've got to stand firm, um, and your feet, etc., etc. And then he says, you've got to, verse 18, he says, and pray in the Spirit, on all occasions. And Hunter, I want mm. to commend you and affirm you. Mm. I told some other people in a prayer meeting the other day, you have helped me to focus on spirit-led activity and prayer. <laughs> You're always inviting the Holy Spirit mm. um, in your actions uh, through your mm. prayers whenever you pray. Mm. And he says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. And I'm thankful that he put that in. Because I am not a conventional kneel by the bed every evening kind of prayer guy. I'm yeah. just not that kind of guy, <laughs> you know. And and I I don't. Um, I've tried, but that's just not how God has made me. Hmm. Um, all kinds of prayers for me is walking along the river. Yeah, and just speaking talking. out my prayers while yeah. driving on my motorbike. You know, yeah. just speaking out to God. And uh, I thought it was weird uh, until I read this. You know, <laughs> this really helped me. Well, that, remi 
reminds me of that other passage where Paul says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that unless as you're going, you're praying, you're yeah. you're talking to God, you're asking God, you're, Absolutely. you're seeking the Lord in all things. Yeah. And so with, with, with all kinds of prayers and requests, uh, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of God's people. Pray also for me that wherever I speak, words may be given to me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for mm. which I am an ambassador in chains. My word. Mm. Pray that I may declare this fearlessly as I should. Mm. And uh, sure, yesterday in one of our meetings, just listening to a Pakistani pastor mm. who was visiting here with his whole family, talking to us about the church in Pakistan mm. and how they do not know when they go into a church service what's going to happen. They've got two guys at the door with AK-47s given by the government to protect them. But uh, if those guys uh, on the side of the uh, the extremists, I mean, what to they do? Don't know. Blow the whole church up. Goodness. So <clears throat> um, just on this whole topic of, of, of prayer, um, the whole thing of just understanding our role in... Um, Prayer being a part of our mission call. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I listened to a great guy on Thursday evening past, Jason Mandrick, uh, talk about, he's the uh, present author of Operation World, talk about um, the effective prayer uh, that should be involved with, with mission hmm. and just uh, calling people to, to prayer. And he cited this great story of um, the Moravians. Now, yeah. you know, if you go sure. down the road, hours so drive down to Caledon, uh, you'll see the, the Moravian movement, the impact of that movement. You go up the road to Mamri and uh, um, what's his other place up the road off the N7, um, Little yeah. places where they establish these missions. Where stages. the Moravians' yeah. missions are, yeah. Not forgetting, right in District 6 is one of the largest Moravian churches. Mm. And I think Hanadendal was the first mission uh, station here in South Africa. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, one Which, of the largest ones. And then there's Elam. And um, I just can't catch the one. Under, but you get Mamri. Uh, that's not too far, and then one further up. But what is it about the Moravians that's so special for those listening yeah. that don't know about the Moravians? So what happened is in 1720, um, there was a lot of stuff happening. You know, the Hussites, you remember mm. that? Yeah. Um, Hus really standing against the corruption of the Catholic Church, mm. stuff that was happening in the Catholic Church. Uh, this, of course, added to the separation between the Protestants and the, and the Catholics. Um, there was a final war where, where the Catholics wiped out um, the, the, the Protestants mm. and uh, re-proselytized the Hussites, the Protestants. Um, and then this man comes on the scene, Count Zinzendorf, hmm. uh, a wealthy German uh, landowner. Uh, and in 1720, um, he opened his land for uh extra people coming from Slavic background, uh, and uh, they opened this uh, his estate in Heronot hmm. where more people could come and live um, who were fleeing religious persecution. Hmm. Um, they then lived together, but very soon, Hunter, 
um, there was uh, disunity that entered in the group hmm. um, due to theological differences. <laughs> uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some other uh, um, differences that they had. And uh, Count Zinzendorf came in and he said, listen, um, we need to live together. And I'm reminded of a saying that somebody said, you know, living with the saints above will be glory. <laughs> living with the saints below is a different story. <laughs> so, Because um, you still have a sin nature. Yeah. And you're still going to struggle. And how do I forgive? How do I live with these people? Ah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so that's real. I mean, that's real. Yeah. But I mean, God gives us the grace. He gives us all the tools in Scripture mm. to really find unity. And that was the final mm. prayer of Jesus, that they may be one as we are one. Yeah. So, uh, Zinzendorf then facilitates this whole agreement called the Brotherly Agreement in 1727. Um, and out of this Brotherly Agreement, which I will uh, speak about uh, later, uh, came this conviction from the brothers and sisters then living together to start um, uh, a prayer movement. Hmm. So they started with 24 men. And 24 women who agreed to spend one hour in prayer a day, 24 hours, seven days a week. Wow. And guess what happened? This momentum, this practice went on nonstop for more than a hundred years. Sure. Um, yeah, 24 hours of prayer nonstop for a hundred years. That's right. Yeah. And so <laughs> this was just absolutely incredible. Wow. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit just lived in and amongst these guys. They mm -hmm. heard, heard God so clearly, mm. you know, through 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 just the, the, this incredible prayer movement. Um, wow. But um, what came out of that? And yeah, I want to go to the agreement. The agreement was, the brotherly agreement was, as we lived in community, to keep repentance and hmm. confession as the number one priority. Hmm. Living together in unity will take humility, repentance, confession, and hmm. in order to live, and, 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 and this is true what Scripture says, God lives in the praises, God lives in the unity hmm. of His people. Um, yeah. Father, as they are one, that we may be one, yeah. glorify me, yeah. all of those John 17 Scriptures. Hmm. Um, and so what happened then, this whole movement, uh, uh, there was this brotherly agreement, it was the repentance, uh, and then they strive for unity and diversity. So they mm. were different. They were Slavic, they were German, they were Austrian, they were whatever else, but they realized that in our diversity we can be united. Mm. So just for us as South Africans, you know, let's celebrate your diversity and know that even as a brother and a sister of various different ethnic we can be one in christ yeah unity in diversity mm. um, the third mm. thing was of course sustained prayer they gave themselves to sustained prayer which lasted for over 100 years sure. which led to global mission and wow. this is the exciting thing so what happened is um they sent 300 missionaries in 65 years to the Americas, Africa, Asia, the Caribbean. Uh, the first 
ever to evangelize slaves were Moravian missionaries. Hmm. Guess what they did? They slave, sold themselves into slavery <laughs> in order to reach the slaves. <laughs> Very powerful. Imagine going to your church today and saying, hey, we have a great vision for our ministry. We're going to sell ourselves as slaves to oh, reach slaves. Oh, my <laughs> word. I mean, say, what, just, what's wrong with you? Just uh, as Paul says, you know, to... to to the rich I became rich, to the poor I became rich. I became everything to all men in order to reach them. Yeah. And so this was uh, what, what they use. you know, my life is nothing. Mm. Christ is everything in order that I may bring this gospel. And, of course, just following the powerful example of Paul sure. um, to doing that. So this was an incredible movement. And, and um, I mean, we have it right here, slap bang, in South Africa uh, in Genadendal, you can go and see the museum and check mm. out all of that stuff. You know, the impact they made uh, and the dignity that they brought to people in the Western Cape mm. um, by, by serving them uh, so selflessly. Mm. Um, uh, a byproduct of this was the whole brass section that, you know, if you go to um, Rhodes Memorial at Easter time, you'll hear the Salvation Army brass band. Hmm. But uh, the brass band is 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 also very um, symbolic of the Moravian churches. Oh, okay. uh, they play incredible brass bands. Sure. So that was also brought about by them. Yeah. So basically what came out of this hundred years of nonstop prayer is a mission movement. A mission movement. Missionaries were sent because these this Moravian mission decided we're going to pray. We're going to seek the Lord in prayer. We're going to be united and we're going to repent. Absolutely. And the Lord just used that and blessed it and it took a long time for the yeah. spirit to actually move and for people to be sent out but just that faithful prayer they're trusting god yeah. we're seeking your face we want you and your kingdom first and then the lord blessed it he worked through that prayer and i think that's something significant we often overlook is that god has so ordained that he will work through the prayers of his saints mm. he doesn't have to i mean yeah. he created the heavens and the earth god said let there be light and there was yet god has so chosen that Missions moves forward. The church advances through the prayers of his broken saints yeah. by the spirit at work in us. And so I it's think, such a, such a I think the power of thing. what you're saying is when we pray, mm. we declare mm. our dependency yeah. on, the, on God and his power and his spirit yeah. to move in and through us. So we, 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 we declare that. We humble ourselves mm. before God, and that becomes... Uh, we then become the vessels uh, and the the answers sometimes to our own prayers as we submit and we become obedient to Christ uh, in that. And so, of course, this whole scripture here in Ephesians, we says to us, pray, pray, pray. Hmm. You know, without just pray without ceasing. Pray with all kinds of prayers hmm. wherever you are. No, walk in submission to God daily and say, Lord, I don't know. How this works, I don't know the mystery of prayer, hmm. but I can trust you with hmm. your uh, with your sovereignty yeah. to work in and through situations. Just uh, incredible example through the history of the hmm. church and, and, and mission. I remember a very clear answer to prayer, so many answers to prayer, actually, when we were on the ship um, as a family. Um, just incredible um story was we were in Tanzania and we were headed back to South Africa coming mm. out of India and uh, there was one place in southern uh, a port south of Dar es Salaam called Mtwara mm. the most beautiful place on the planet for me 
just from my perspective. But anyway, before we went there, we sent out a, an advance party to go and sort out the government clearance, the port clearance, uh, all of those things, permissions that we need to actually <coughs> get into a port. So we hear word back that in actual fact, there are no logistic services. Like there are no tugs to take a big ship and, uh, you know, a ship just can't drive into port that size. Yeah. They switch off the engines and the tugs actually just pull the boat mm. in. So what happened is the captain then heard uh, there were no support services here. And he immediately said, no, we can't go there. We're a 6,000-ton vessel. Uh, <laughs> how on earth, you know? And word got back to Umtwara. And these people in Umtwara just started weeping. Because you know what the meaning of Umtwara means? No, it's It a... means the forgotten place. Oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they're being... You know, they're being forgotten again. They're being, mm. like, uh, left out again. Yeah, they're being neglected. And they just, no, they insisted, you know, that the the ship's management rethink this. And um, they, of course, we prayed, and, and it was a clear sign. And the captain said, I mean, he's the master of the ship. He said, listen, God's got to do a miracle to actually get us into that port. Hmm. So anyway, eventually, we go sailing down from Dar es Salaam to Umtwara, Umtuara is in a lagoon, beautiful blue lagoon mm. with uh, palm trees, but interspersed with baobab trees. Wow. So this is f amazing. Never seen anything like this. And guess what? We're standing at the mouth of the lagoon and the captain says, right, guys, there are no tugs to pull us in. You now have to pray for God to bring a wind to push the 6,000-ton ship into that port. <laughs> we went on deck and we prayed. And guess what happened, Hunter? God sent a wind <laughs> in the tropics. If you wow. get a wind, there's a storm. Yeah. God sent a wind to push us in. As sure. soon as we were close enough, we could put out the ropes and we could pull ourselves in. Oh, my word. Just incredible answer to prayer. Sure. In mission. I mean, mm. stuff that's happened to me. That I prayed for people in Cape Town and they didn't get healed. I prayed for people in rural areas of the world and they get healed. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> just incredible as we step out uh, in mm. prayer. So praying yeah. with all kinds of prayers and seeing God really do incredible things. Mm. So um, mm. I think uh, where we can go with this information is uh, a brilliant uh, um, story that I've heard, or not story, it's, it's, it's a reality of mm. all the major religions of the world, right? The major religions of the world are all prayer movements. Hmm. All the major religions of the world are prayer movements. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Good question, Hunter. <laughs> Islam, what do they do five times a day? Yeah, they pray. Yeah. What is what is the thing that marks them? It's their prayer. Yeah. Five times a day. Yeah, the five times a day. Their Ramadan. When they, you know, do that. And then of course the Hindus, what do they do? Mm. They just had a big festival and that's why their COVID shot through the roof. Mm. They had the Kumba Mela festival. Mm. It's a festival of what? Dedication, worship to the the Hindu gods. Mm. Buddhism, what is Buddhism? Contemplation. Mm. What the is meditation. contemplation? Meditation. It's a prayer movement. Hmm. And so, in order, Hunter, for us as Christians to woo 
pray, yeah. we too must become a prayer movement. Mm. Be significantly uh, known as those are the people who pray. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And isn't that powerful that um, even Muslims will come to us and say, you know, will you pray? And we say, yeah, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. No problem. You can pray <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So we are known as a people, as a, as a prayer movement. Mm. But if we seriously want to engage in wooing a prayer movement like Islam, a mm. prayer movement like the Hindus, a prayer movement like Buddhism, we too must showcase our prayer movements mm. of the world and be known <clears throat> as the people who pray. Like mm. when we prayed uh, in Newlands with uh, um, the Global Day of Prayer. Mm. You know, I mean, that was initiated 20 odd years ago in Cape Town. We were 45,000 people on that stadium and we prayed. Mm. And the next year we did the same. And the next year we did the same and then it spread around the world. Mm. So that international prayer movement is still going today. Sure. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. So um, that's 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 something. When I heard that, I said exactly what you said: a prayer movement. <laughs> um, yeah, in uh, secularly or yeah. uh, um, it is a a, a a prayer movement. And um, also the other thing is, uh, it takes a prayer movement to woo a prayer movement, um, and then it takes a prayer movement to contend with a prayer movement. Mm. And and that's what we read, understanding the yeah. principalities and powers, understanding the wickedness, understanding the, you know, uh, uh, and us understanding that this is going to be spiritual warfare in terms of contending. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is a spiritual battle. These aren't just innocuous prayers. These are, there's demonic strongholds in these Absolutely. prayers. So we pray, Paul says, the, the sword of the spirit is the word of God and prayer. And so this is the one offensive weapon we have is God's word and prayer. That's how we engage in the battle. That's yeah. how God is going to fight against the enemy because in it, we're seeking the face of God, asking God to work in his word. It's truth, uh, confronting lies in prayer. We're saying, God, only you can move yeah. and only you can be the one to break through the spiritual strongholds and the spiritual darkness mm. in this world. So for those of you listening tonight, our encouragement to you would be, be a praying people. If you're believers, seek the Lord in prayer. Uh, like these people who have gone before us, these movements that have gone before us, come together with brothers and sisters in mm. Christ. Seek the Lord's face. Spend some time in prayer. We want to see God sought in everything we do. We want to have this longing and this heart and this passion and desire for Christ. Get into nation praying, Hunter. Yeah. Missional praying. Praying outside of yourself. Mm. Your own needs. Yeah, the needs of the world, because God's heart is for the world. Mm. And that's what Jesus says in John 15. He says, by this, my father is glorified, uh, that whatever you ask in my name, he will grant to you. So part of the fruit that we bear is that we pray and God answers prayer. God longs to answer prayer that glorifies the father. Thank you so much, Theo, for joining us tonight. It's been a real privilege having you. The time's much too short, but I hope that for those listeners tonight, this has really been an encouragement and a blessing to you that you would seek the Lord's face in prayer this week. Thank you, Theo. Great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Good night and God bless. <laughs>